0: Thanks for joining this special podcast celebrating International Women's Day. It's great to welcome Donna Stevens, CEO of the Girls' School Association. We're here to celebrate International Women's Day. What is it, and why is it necessary?
1: What is it? It's, it's you know celebrating you know equality of opportunity, isn't it? So we have a long history at um, the Girls' School Association. We were set up on um, a movement in the eighteen hundreds to provide better. Um, education, you know, for girls, so, you know, this so this idea of equality of opportunity, which is what we think in International Women's Day, you know, is all about, and it's about equality of opportunity worldwide, irrespective of what country you're in or or what start point. Um, the theme this year is um, choose to challenge, so I think that's a theme that resonates particularly well um, with GSA schools. You know we like to debate issues um and, and you know these days I think not just in our schools but in general I think young people are having um, a much la you know they having a much greater voice than what they, maybe they did before you know they, there's the obvious example like Greta Tunberg and all that she's doing um uh, for the environment but but the, the the sad fact is that um some women and girls don't feel choice is something they have um So I think, you know, International Women's Day 2021, you know, it's probably about um, enabling women and girls to know that they do have that power, they can make choices and to have bold ambitions beyond, you know, stereotypes. And and our schools are great at that. Um, There's an example of people from uh, Bolton Schools Girls Division, uh, she's called Anna Phillips, who plays... uh, football for Manchester City you know these kind of stereotypes is that we you know we want to to break down I think I think obviously in this country I think we're relatively lucky on gender equality but obviously only in the last you know in the last few years there's there's been very high profile examples of where it's not you know there's there was a gender pay gap um, there's the VAT on sanitary products there's the hashtag me too you know campaign and and again there's already emerging themes that are shown other areas of where there is still this inequality, even in a country like the UK, you know? Um, more, you know more women likely to have been furloughed during the, the pandemic. So, you know, what, what else is around the corner that we haven't even thought of yet that hasn't even been highlighted to us as, a, as an inequality? So I think, you know, we need International Women's Day to keep challenging the status quo.
0: I hope you're enjoying the Inspiring Schools podcast. We're always on the hunt for guests with vision and a desire to share them. If you'd like to be involved or know of someone with great ideas at a school near you, please drop me an email to podcast at interactiveschools.com and my team will be in touch. Have you ever faced gender bias challenges in your personal life or career and how did you overcome them?
1: I don't think I have actually. I think I was very lucky. I grew up in... Um, I grew up in South Wales in a working class household. Both mum and dad worked. I never saw a difference between my mum and my dad. Um, and you know, I was very lucky to get good opportunities education-wise and 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 the jobs that I've 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 had. I personally don't feel I like I've experienced that, but I know people who have. Um, and you know, we see it obviously every day played out in the more public um cases.
0: Yeah. I mean, particularly around gender bias and inequality, I think any, any bias, and I think we, it's, it's a wider education, not just with, with gender. Um, but you know, this this idea of unconscious bias that we already have again, whether it's through uh, other diversity or ethnicity, we we need to be having those, those, those conversations and calling it out. You know, it's still very much in the press right now, um, you know, where, you know, professional athletes, um, are being absolutely um, abused online and through social media. Um, how are, are your member schools celebrating International Women's Day?
1: So um, typically it'd be in a variety of, of, of different ways, um, such as things like well, debates, panel discussions. Um, they might have guest speakers you know, that are um, relevant. Um this year, one of our schools, uh, Portsmouth High School, their sixth form are doing um, sort of virtual panel discussion with a law firm, where they're exploring, you know, challenge or challenging then inequality through the lens of um, entrepreneurship. Today is the day that, you know, schools are allowed to reopen. So we don't, really know how many people are going to be back in school because we know that for some schools it's more difficult than others to have um all pupils back at once versus some sort of um, phased um, approach but something our schools have been doing over the last few months leading up to today um is a lot of work in their local communities um so things like um food bank collections and laptop donations and things like that and these are you know, all continuing so in some ways you know it's fantastic to mark International Women's Day with our schools, you know, making these sort of positive differences in their community, and this obviously transcends gender. They're helping both female, you know, girls and, and boy pupils.
0: Um, is is there sometimes too much of a focus on on what girls are doing to raise the profile of equality? Shouldn't this be a wider and kind of conversation and you know we need all the boys schools we need all the co-educational schools all round it together and going you know why is this important so it's not just you know singly focused because obviously the you know you have um, members which are all girls schools so it's in your interest to, to obviously to promote and support it should we be doing more to ensure that the boys schools um, and uh, you know more male focused industries are doing more to promote this day
1: yeah, of course, it goes beyond just girls' schools. And there are initiatives out there. Um, there's things like the, the Dads for Daughters. That was um, something that was conceived by St. Paul's Girls' Schools. So, you know, and these, these are great because they make fathers think about how women are you know, treated in the workplace. They give fathers a vested interest in enabling their daughters to have an equal voice, and equal opportunities in life so yeah of course you know it's a collective effort it's not just about girls and girls schools but you know we are girls and girls schools and we are you know we you know are, are experts in educating girls um so you know we we do have um and can have quite a loud voice on this and this issue but yeah of course it um it goes further than just our schools
0: yeah, and, and it should also go beyond today, right? The, the, this is just a call to arms. This is a great day to celebrate it, to raise all the issues that that, that are, you know, are surprising that it's we're still having such detailed conversations about inequality. And we'll get to it maybe a bit later on in terms of what does the future hold. Um, but I want to look at some research. So some research has shown that women, and in particular women from ethnic minority backgrounds, have most been affected by this pandemic. What, what does this show?
1: Yeah, so I kind of alluded to this earlier um, that you know women more likely to be furloughed, and I think that is it's McKinsey research, isn't it? And I think it shows that um, globally, women were nearly twice as likely to lose their jobs, and I think you know sadly this is a reflection of the fact that that women and and women from certain ethnic. Uh, backgrounds are disproportionately represented in certain job areas such as hospitality which obviously have been more vulnerable um, it, it, in the pandemic um you know it, it, in the words of um Ruth Bard again speak, do we have enough women in places where decisions are being uh, made yet no no not yet but to flip that around what I think the pandemic has done which I think is really great is it's 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 shone a spotlight on the women we do have in power and, and the, the great job they're doing. So there's um, Erna Solbig, the Norwegian Prime Minister. You know, last year she spoke directly to children and answered their questions about the pandemic, which, you know, is so refreshing. There's Jacinda... Arden, the um, New Zealand prime minister with her really empathetic approach to leadership um i read a really nice story about her the other day it was in it was in vogue magazine and some mum had written in to Jacinda to relay the story so this mum had come home from work and her daughter her young daughter had asked her to play dolls with her and the mum was obviously a bit tired but reluctant to say okay you know i'll play dolls with you and this this little girl handed her mum a doll um, and said, Mummy, you can, you can be Katy Perry. And the little girl took a doll herself and said, I'm going to be the Prime Minister, which I think is fantastic that, um, you know, this little girl already sees that as, as a really credible um, career option for her, which I think probably wouldn't have been something I would have thought of necessarily um, growing up. Um, so I, I just think, you know, it's just a great story and just shows real, real, real hope. Um, so, yes, I... I you know, it has highlighted inequalities, um, gender, but it has also shone a spotlight on some of the uh, great women in, in power at the moment.
0: What can we do to ensure that women's voices are heard louder?
1: You know, like you alluded to earlier, that it's it's a collective effort and, you know, initiatives that go beyond sort of girls' schools are needed, such like the Dads, the dads for Daughters. But, you know, in our schools, we just need to continue to uh develop and educate girls and young women to have the self-confidence to speak out take on leadership roles understand the rights they have as well as challenge the areas that hold them back so at GSA we have um a mentoring um program um each new head is paired with a, a mentor who's an experienced head to coach them through their leadership to, to make them even better leaders we also have a mentorship program for teachers to get them to these, these, these lead leadership uh, positions. So, you know, we, we, we need to be nurturing the next generation of leaders. And then, you know, that's when women will have a louder a voice.
0: Yeah. And is, is there, is there a, a, an age that we need to start educating um, girls and boys about gender issues and inequality um, or, you know, is it is it in the primary years? Is that too young to for them to even consider it? Is this something we we have to pick up when they when they start secondary education?
1: Um, you know, it, it depends what you mean by education. I think it can start very very young. Think back to my my daughter. I think she's seven now. I think this was when she was five. And you know, she's surrounded by certain toys and books in nursery and um, in in at home. And she she said to me one day, "Mummy, can I?" can I be a soldier when I grow up? And I said, of course you can. And she said, what, but even though I'm a girl, um, so, you know, so even at those young ages, you can start to sort of um, break down those stereotypes. Obviously I said, of course you can, you can do anything you want to do, anything your brothers can do is available to you. But you know, what, what is it that makes these five-year-olds think that's not um, an option for them? So yes, education obviously can start very early on. Um, and, it, but in those sort of life you know the touch ways um and then you know as they get older we can you know be more explicit about about things yeah because
0: it's difficult for parents you know there's always that that innate gender stereotyping that you have you know you go, let, let, let's let do, do, do a pink room let's get everything pink let's buy the barbies let's you know it, it's just a societal issue and mm. you know but being also driven by Um, manufacturers producers of all of the kit that you need and so you're almost you don't get that choice as a parent as you go through it and so you naturally fall into a a stereotype as you start but you're right the conversations need to be had Um, and that's down to to parents really to say to their child that you can be anything you can go off and be anybody you want to be you know these are just um sort of buckets that, that society has painted in the past. But if you want to be a soldier, be a soldier. Uh, yeah. If you want to be a ballerina, you know, we try to get my son into, into ballet. You know, and again, a, a, a big pushback from people going, what? But he's a boy. Yeah. And, you, and it, it's a really tough conversation to have within your peers sometimes because you don't want to be the outcast. Um, so it's important that we're talking about it. And I'm glad that, that, that you can be championing um these these girls voices across so many yeah
1: and that's good examples there um my you know my son and my daughters both do ballet and they both do rugby you know it's about you do what everything's available um you can choose further down the line but certainly at the start everything's available
0: yeah if the world had more girls schools would we see gender equality more quickly
1: um, well, I think obviously that very much depends on on the girls' schools. Um, I think if it, or, or likes of all like our schools or schools like us in our sister organization in the US. They're called the National Coalition of Girls' Schools. Then I would say, probably yes. Um, you know, our schools are are there are very good at preparing girls for wider society, allowing them to build you know their confidence, try everything. Um, so just to give you an example. Um, so girls and girls' schools—you might not know you may not know this. I'm not sure—are significantly more likely to choose to study maths and physics at A-level, and they're also, you know, more likely. I think it's about two times as likely. They're also more likely to study things like chemistry and biology. So what that in turn means, you know, they're more likely to progress into male-dominated professions, which in turn means you know, see more equality. Um, it's a shame these gender imbalances exist, you know, but good work is being done to to address them. But, you know, the reality is the facts, the actual facts show that girls' schools are making a positive impact in in this this regard. Um, I'll give you another example. We've got this partnership with Siemens. Um, It's called See Me. It brings together girls from our schools, but other other schools all over the country, both state and independent. Um, And it's about they learn about women engineers and the roles that... um, the, what roles they have um, and solving problems to help the world. So, you know, it, we, the more role models we have of girls in these, or women in these sorts of positions, the you know, the more we're going to have gender equality, um, you know, because all girls need strong role models um, and our schools are good at creating these sorts of role models. We've got a list of alumni on our website. Well, um, you know, I'll give you a few examples. Um, there's the journalist and Women's Hour presenter, Emma Barnett. She's an alumni of GSA schools. Um, there's Emma Watson, the actress and activist. Um, Jane Tucson, she's the comic relief founder. Um, the novelist, uh, Monica Ali. She, her, she wrote the book, Brick Lane. I don't know if you know that. Um, the Nobel Peace Prize laureate, um, Malala Yousafzai. Um, astrophysicist, Dame Jocelyn bell I, I could go on, we've got, you know, Olympic gold medalists, you know, all, it's about creating role models for the next generation. So whilst our schools are very good at um, signposting or girls into these sorts of careers and challenging stereotypes, we're creating role models for girls across the whole country.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the role model stories are so important because people need to hold on to those as aspiration to go, OK, anything is possible. So the more stories that your member schools can be putting out about these um, women in such diverse careers, and again, in particularly male-dominated industries um, that have always been a problem, I think it's great. And it just amplifies the reason for us having this conversation today. Will we ever get to a point of gender equality? And if so, when?
1: (laughs) That's a very difficult question. Um, I'd like, yes, I think I you know we will and you know we are all getting there it's just at different um, speeds aren't we um equality around the world that is a big you know question and and the time frame i think you'd need probably someone a lot more wise than me to answer that um but you know it it should it's an aspiration and it should be an aspiration it certainly is an aspiration for our, our schools wonderful
0: Donna, thanks ever so much for finding the time this morning to talk to me. Have a great International Women's Day. I'm really enjoying seeing all the content that's being shared across the world on social about the amazing things. So we're going to remember the hashtags. The hashtag today, everybody, is hashtag choose to challenge. Go and support International Women's Day. You can connect with me on Twitter, Instagram and via LinkedIn. Remember, keep inspiring schools. We need more future school thinking now.